Good morning. You are listening to the WIS Waseca Intermediate School podcast, where we are interviewing and talking about different artists once a week. Welcome and have fun listening. All right, class, here we are with episode 4.5, the second half of my podcast with Elliot Eisman. Um, hopefully the first part was entertaining. The second part is talking a little bit more of working in the film industry. Uh, so kind of some of the steps he goes through and maybe even some of the people uh, he meets. All right. Uh, hey, students, we're back with Elliot, uh, and we're going to focus a little bit more on the second half, kind of about uh, how his work goes. What's it like to work in the film industry uh, with some of the people and whatnot? So uh, our first question is, uh, how uh, can you explain how a typical day might look for you? Or, or maybe you're going to start a new project, or maybe you're going to work with a specific client. Uh, what's a day in, in your life as an editor uh, look like? Um, well, one of the things that I love the most about what I do is that, you know, so many people say this, but very few days are the same, but that's not to say that there aren't days that are the same. Cause if you're, if you're in a particular part of a movie for that time, a lot of your days are kind of the same. If, if I'm working as an assistant editor right now, I'm kind of towing this line between having been an assistant for many years and trying to become an editor. I've, I've edited now a few television shows and, so I'm, I'm walking this fine line of trying to finally get it to be a permanent editor, but also having to do some assistant work. Right. But, um, and before, so, before we move in too far, like real quick, when you say you're editing, uh, being assistant editor, or editing a TV show, what does the editing mean? Like what is, what are you editing? Oh, yeah. Uh, so basically at this, where we are in this time, I don't mean coronavirus time. I mean, this time of technology. Yep. Yep. Um, what basically happens is uh, a show or a movie will be filmed. Very few get filmed on actual film anymore. Okay. If they are filmed on actual film, that film goes to a, a company that, that takes the film and makes it into a digital file. Sure. So you have, you have this take, take, you know, four of scene eight and you have an actual piece of film and this company takes it and makes it into a file like you have a file that plays you a song sure. an mp4 sure. so every morning we get these files and if you don't if they if the movie or show doesn't film on film if they just shoot on digital that step is you know pretty yep. much skipped. Yep. someone yep. still has to take the the material and make it into make it usable for our purposes but it's not the same process anyway i won't bore yep. you with that yep yep Anyway, so every morning we get what they shot yesterday and we ingest that into our software that we work with called Avid. Some people work on different softwares, but the primary software used by Hollywood is still Avid. Okay. Um, and, you know, we load it. If you're the assistant editor, you organize the footage to the editor's liking. You know, every editor has a different way they like their footage to be organized and um, and how they like it represented. Okay. And then, and then, so, you know, nothing, almost nothing is filmed in order. So one day you'll get scene 52 and the next day you'll get scene four. Right. And so, at first, they, so they might, they, they might film the ending of a movie before they film the first half hour of a movie. For sure. It happens okay. very frequently. Okay. Um, 
So it's just whatever. There's so many factors that go into when something's going to get filmed. Locations, actors availability, uh, weather. Sure. It, 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 the list goes on and on. So somebody puts together a, an order of shooting. And so, you know, when you get a new thing in, at first all that is is you just kind of have a scene in a vacuum. Uh, so, you know, if you don't, if you have scene 52, but you don't have scenes 53, 4, or 5, and you don't have scene right. 48, you just kind of have this scene in a vacuum. And, you you know, you know where it goes and you know where it fits in the whole movie. But uh, for now, all you know is this footage. And and so, you you know, you edit it to the best of your ability um, and then you put it away. And when you have enough of these scenes that are kind of around each other, you start putting them together. Okay. And you you see, you know, uh, what what have you created? You know, does it have a good flow? Is it too fast? Is it too slow? Do you need all this information? You know, so early in the movie or the show, if, if you're gonna, is it more fun to not know this information? Should I take it out? Sure. So when, is, is a lot of that the editor's choice? Go ahead. Is is a lot of it the the editor's choice when you say like, ah, do we need to know this information or don't we? Is that a lot the editor's choice or is that uh, someone else's? choice at, at first most editors would just say that they just edit the script as it's as it's given to them they okay you sure. know even if they even if they have a scene that they're positive doesn't belong it you know is is unnecessary or redundant yep you know they, they believe it's most editors believe it's their job to present to the director producer whoever the full everything that was filmed the full movie no matter how long or or languid or or boring it may seem yeah just to present the whole thing and then you start to whittle away um like a stat like a sculpture you start with the whole big block and you sure. start to chip a Refine little here, chip a little there and then you know maybe if you chip too much you know in a sculpture you can't chip too much and then go back but in a movie you can absolutely um, so so maybe you take something out and then you watch and you think eh, i think you do need to know that or i think you do need I think she does need to uh, kind of say this line. I thought we could get away without this line in, but I think you do need it so that you understand this thing later, 15 minutes from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start to feel, when when do I need music to help me out here? You know, when, uh, you know, do we need a little romantic music here? Do we need a little right. suspenseful music here? Do And then you also start to think about what visual effects are we going to need here? Um it's just it all it all starts to you know little by little start to take a shape and yeah. you know you you pace it up when you feel like it's slow and you slow it down when you feel like you've going just too fast over something and I feel, um, I feel like know, it's yeah. so I feel like it's so massive like just from a little bit you've talked today so far it's it's so massive and there's so many people's ideas that are brought together into one two hour film that's a huge part of the filmmaking it's crazy a lot that people don't often talk about um is is the fact that there are so many um you know the expression usually is cooks in the kitchen yeah uh but yeah there's the appeasement of personalities and the ability to kind of be diplomatic and political is a huge component of um most you know most jobs but it's a huge component in in what i do because um you got to be professional but you also want to hear have your your opinion heard i would guess right you know but you got it you got to be professional still yes and and what's adding extra 
you know, uh, an extra layer of sometimes animosity is that um, film and music and these things are extremely subjective and people feel very strongly about them. Right. And people, people believe that their taste in movies and music is the best taste in movies and music there that exists or, yeah. you know, um, because it's all they know and because they, you know, they love this. Yes. Yeah. Like it, it, it just, it inspires great passion and vigor out of people when you start talking about art. Yeah. If we, if we were to do this when we were in high school, every movie would be made with Metallica music. Exactly. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we it'd, went it'd be, to and listened to. Front to back, load and reload. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, and, and it, that just in a way that some professions don't, you know, if yep. you're an accountant, there's a certain way that you do these numbers. Right. Because that's just how you work these numbers. But art, you, you know, could be one of 10 million billion things. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, one person thinks that this actor's look that he gives the actress, you know, is, is, uh, kind of evocative and the other person just thinks it's, it's, you know, empty and, or, or right. someone loves this piece of score you've put in and another person thinks it's too on the nose. And so that's right. a huge aspect of, of any art form, but especially film because there's so many people who have a say and every single one of them feels a little bit differently about what is a good scene what is a yeah, good score absolutely. what is a good performance um so yeah that's a huge component of it yeah and and you know and i like where we're going with this here like do you see a lot in the film uh industry that a, a group of people will make movies together maybe because they have similar likes and dislikes they have similar thoughts of hey this is good music or this is a good actor for the like do 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 you guys kind of tend to work in glo- with globs of people, or is it very separate movie to movie? Um, a lot of times, it's sort of seen as a badge of honor if you, you start working with someone and you work with them repeatedly. Sure. Um, you know, if if you see on someone's resume that they never stay with someone more than one or two movies, you can start to become suspicious. Like, are, are they difficult to work with? Or right, absolutely. Is, uh, you know, um, and maybe that's not fair. Some people just like to have varying experiences, but, right. but like Mar- Martin Scorsese has worked with the same editor since 1980. They've done every movie together since, since Raging Bull. And that's yeah. 40 years. Wow. Um, so, and, and there's a, a lot of directors are like that. Steven Spielberg has had the same editor since Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, he's had the same cinematographer since Schindler's List. Um, but some, but then there are some directors who, um, yeah, or, or some editors who don't want to be uh, buckled down. To, right, they to they might want to try something else because maybe the the next best thing coming into California is is the new great editor director or whatever. So it's kind of I, I would guess you you kind of could get pigeonholed with someone, or you got to kind of decide I want to try something new, even though it might be a failure. Just to for try, sure, yeah, try you, you always, yeah, it's always a question of risk risking failure to try this unknown uh entity you know when i know that this thing over here works but i'm you know going a little tired with it yeah yeah try something Um, new yes so it's it's always that's always kind of a a balancing you have to think about i mean that's sort of the the kind of thing you can think about later once you've achieved a certain level of success you know when you're early in your career you just take whatever comes yeah you're like i want a job yeah i want it i want a job and i i need a job and i you know like I just want to 
get going and work. I, I want my name to to roll in the credits at the end of the movie, right? Right. Yeah. And that'd yeah, be that'd true. be exciting. The first time you saw that, when you saw your name on at the end of a movie, I would think that would be exciting. It was very exciting. I was with my parents, and we were watching uh, the movie Stranger Than Fiction, which I was an intern on, an unpaid intern, and my they blessed their hearts. They gave me a credit, and um, yeah. uh, we saw a roll at the end of the movie, and I think there was like a I think this, the room had about maybe four other people in it at most. Uh, but my parents started yelling and were, <laughs> were telling the rest of the theater, oh, that's our son, that's our son. Yeah. Which one? It's like, well, it's already gone. But um, so, yeah, that was that was actually quite a, a thrill was that that first time. It was quite a, a incredible rush. That's awesome. Um, so do you have an interesting story you could share with our kids? Uh, you know, in your line of work, I'm sure you've been a lot of cool places, met a lot of cool people. Is there anything that really sticks out to you or that you would like to share with us? Uh, I mean, as far as kind of a fun story, it's, it's, it doesn't really have anything to do with, um, editing, but, um, one time I was about 10 years ago, I was working on a movie called It's Complicated that had... Uh, Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin. And it was directed by this woman named Nancy Myers, who who did movies like The Holiday and Something's Gotta Give. Okay, yep. So and, it's and, kind and of comedy had, comedy movies? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she made her, her name on, on, on writing huge comedy movies in the 90s, like Father of the Bride, and then starting with, um, in the 2000s, she started being a director on her, of her own right and just made, you know, a lot of hit movies. Yeah. Um, and she's this kind of, at, you know, at that point, you know, I don't want to say old, but older, kind of small Jewish woman, but she's fierce. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's just, uh, she's in, uh, incredibly, you know, she can be incredibly uh, just, um, I don't know how, what, what, the, what the right word is. She's just very um, impressive and and can be very terrifying sometimes. I mean, she sure. can, like she's intense. Know, she's intense. She's intense. Work. Yeah. Intense is probably the best word. And, but I, I got along with her quite well. I mean, she, she, you know, I was the PA and so I was a very little consequence, but I did my job well. And, and she kind of, her and I always got along pretty well. And then um, one day I was just sitting there, she was in the room with the editor and I was just sitting there outside in the um, kind of lobby area. And she burst out of the room and said, are you single? looking at me yeah. and I happened to, shockingly, I was single. I, you know, Weird, people, yeah. find, people find this hard to believe, but yeah, I was single. <laughs> um, and I said, uh, yeah, I, I'm single. She said, I'm going to fix you up with someone. And I said, okay. And, um, you know, I can't remember exactly how it all, you know, the exact steps, but yada, 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 the person <laughs> ended up being, uh, Dustin Hoffman's daughter. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you, so, so you got to go on a date um, with Dustin Hoffman's daughter. Well, so then, then you know, we were put in touch. You know, we got. Uh, I think at that time, the big thing to do was to Facebook each other. Sure. And um, you know, we exchanged pleasantries. And the only thing I could think to do, because I thought, well, I gotta do something to try to impress. Yeah. Um, and so Coldplay was coming to town. Um, there was, you know, I knew that they were going to be playing shows, and so I really didn't have much money or any money, but. Um, I bought us tickets on, you know, whatever site in yeah. 2009 you bought tickets from. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I bought these tickets, I told her, and I, I went to her her house, or Dustin's house, to pick her up. Uh, I didn't get to 
drive down the driveway or go inside or anything. And you well, know, yeah, you're too sketchy looking for that. They'd be like, we don't want this guy coming. For sure, yeah. I think I buzzed the gate on the outside, and that <laughs> was for cue. That was for cue to come out yeah. and get into my shitty, crappy, sorry, crappy yeah. Chevy Cobalt. Um, and so we went, and you know, it was, it was a nice enough time. And I, you know, I, I don't know why what Nancy thought was going to happen. I, you know, I, we just were from two completely different worlds and right. cultures and right. you know she she grew up in this this world of great affluence and surrounded by extremely interesting people and yeah. and here I am as the lowly PA for Nancy's movie and and she was very sweet to me and and you know we we had a nice time and we watched the concert I'm sure if she had wanted to go to that concert she probably could have gotten backstage passes Yeah better yeah better tickets yeah way better tickets so yeah. I promise you, you know, probably a meeting with the band or whatever. But yeah. anyway, um, I never saw her again after that. And, and uh, you know, short, very shortly thereafter, she took an internship that brought her to New York. So just to get as far away. Yeah, you ran, possible, you ran her out of town. She moved to the other side of the whole country. <laughs> um, uh, but so that was just sort of that was one of my, you know, fun kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Pin, pinch me. I'm in Los Angeles moments. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I guarantee she doesn't remember this encounter. She this probably doesn't night. tell this story. No, <laughs> no, she never tells this story when she's asked. Unless she's asked, like, tell us a time when you were, you know, very fearful of your life. Or, yeah, where you met someone you didn't really want to hang out with. Yeah, <laughs> when you were forced into a public interaction that you dreaded, <laughs> and and it, and it turns out you were right. Oh goodness. Um, so. I kind of change up this next question again a little bit. Uh, is how does this all this stay at home and the COVID nineteen everything? How does that affect like television and 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 movies and stuff right now? C- can they still film? Can they still do them? Or how's how how's that work? Um, no, no one's really filming um, unless I'm unaware of it. I mean, it's it's. I know that everyone's been impacted, but the film industry has really taken a, a hard hit and. I mean, all, all movies were suspended. Any movies that were ready to go uh, and were going to come out in theaters were pushed, of course, because there are no movie theaters. Right. Um, and so, you know, movies like Black Widow and James Bond got pushed to the fall or later. Um, and um, no one's filming anything because um, they can't, because people can't be in close proximity, right. of course. I suppose they could film Castaway, maybe. They could have. They could have filmed Castaway, maybe with Tom Hanks. If that was still yeah, going on. if they're going to remake Castaway, now is the time. <laughs> but, but short of that, um, yeah, no. So uh, my wife and I have been. Um, we're very lucky enough. Right before things really started to get bad, we were both working on the same movie, and um, and she, uh, she had been working on it for much longer than I had. And then, um, hold on a second while I plug my phone in. Yeah, no problem. Sounds very intense from this end. It sounds very intense from this end, yeah. Okay, sorry about that. No, that's okay. Anyways, uh, we were very fortunate to be working at the time, and when they finally said enough's enough, you can't work um, at the office anymore, uh, they started sending sending us uh, back to our houses with equipment, and we've been uh, very fortunate to be working um, through this quarantine so far. Actually, uh, ironically enough, today is supposed to be our last day um 
for for the foreseeable future they just finally figured that you know we we're yeah. sort of just spinning our wheels and right not not enough progress was being made um because you know we, we there's still so much to film yeah and and there's only so much you can do with you know with the the the, the stuff you the have of, with the amount of footage we currently yeah. have so i think the jig might be up but, you know it, it's possible we could come back but um for now i think uh it's it's come to an end, but we were we we're some of the lucky ones who have gotten to work a little bit working for at least the last four or five weeks, which a lot of people have not. Um, and I, I don't know when it's going to get better. Uh, yeah. It it's, feels like it's going to be a while before people are comfortable enough to um, to gather and make a movie, and or actors will agree to Absolutely. gather and make a movie or or a television show so i don't know what uh, there's a lot of co- there's a lot of cogs in the wheel just gotta wait and see i guess absolutely um so if you are not an artist if you're not working in the film industry and uh, not doing what you're doing uh, what what else do you think you would be doing what what other maybe like even a dream job would you have uh i know you're already living the dream with your dream job but <laughs> if, you, if you just could have something else what would you be doing Something completely non-art related. No, it can be art related. I, I oh, okay. my question was just kind of like if you were if you're not an artist, uh, what else would you be doing? Or I mean, it could be totally art related. Maybe you're a, a great sculptor. I don't know. Um, I mean, my first thought was musician, but I don't mean like in a rock band. I mean, like uh, you know, it'd be. I think it'd be incredible to be a, a concert timpanist. Sure, like um, like 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 when they do a play, like be. Like down below playing the music, or what do you, what do you mean? Well, like or anything, like the LA Philharmonic, you know. Okay, or, sure. Or just you know, uh, a timpanist in a in a concert orchestra somewhere in the world. Sure. Um, I think would be incredible. Or, but probably most likely, if I wasn't working in film, I'd probably be writing about film. Ah. Uh, I'd probably be a, or be attempting to be a, a film critic of some kind, or or appreciator however you want to put it yeah is most likely where i would have ended up if 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 i had even less talent than i did yeah. i do yeah which is which is hard but if i did have less <laughs> and just could if i couldn't make it uh, work i probably would have tried to just stay somehow tangentially involved okay. by you know working for some kind of website or magazine where you got to interview people or et cetera, et cetera. absolutely so in wrapping up uh, with this episode, uh, and I feel like we could go on for hours and hours because it's just so interesting to me to think about all the facets of what you do and all like the different jobs. I mean, when credits roll at the end of a movie, it's just like thousands of people, it seems like, are working on a movie. Um, what advice would you have for any beginning artist or maybe more specifically anyone who wanted to get into uh, working with film? What advice would you have for any of those people? Um, that you have to make sure you love it because it, uh, it's not, it, it will chew up and spit out anyone who's faking. Right. Um, it's, it's just too, it asks, it asks too much. It's oftentimes too ar- arduous. Um, your feelings can get hurt pretty bad at times and you have, there's a lot of pride swallowing and there's, um, you know, a lot of hanging your head and a lot of disappointment. I mean, you know, for actors, it's, that's all it is, is right. reje- rejection and disappointment. I, I'm, I don't know how they put up with it, but, but still, even when you're just in any uh, part of filmmaking, you know, there's always going to be somebody who 
you know, you present your idea to and is going to, you know, shake their head or laugh at you or yeah. not laugh. But you gotta, I, I feel like you gotta have like thick skin and you just gotta also have like a light heart. Be like, I'm passionate about this. This is what I think. And if you don't think the same, then we shouldn't work together. Like I'll have to find someone else to work with. That or, but I mean, you, you know, you'll run out of people pretty quick if you just right, keep moving right. from person to person who doesn't like your idea. So you right. have to start. You have to figure out a way to meld what you like to what they like. Sure. Unless, unless you guys are really just on complete separate ends. So I guess my my advice is, if you love it, go for it because it's it. You know, if if I can do it, most anyone can. Yeah. Uh, but make sure that you do because um, it's tough. There's there, it's tough. There's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of rejection. Yeah. You know, certain some rejections or some careers have more rejection than others, but there's rejection nonetheless. Yeah. And um, it just, you know, it, it monopolizes a lot of your time. And, you know, you don't go home at four o'clock right. and start thinking about what am I going to make for dinner? What, you know, oftentimes you're coming in at 9 p.m. wondering what you have in the fridge to heat up or. Right. Because, you know, you're going to have to get you're driving home at 2 a.m. I mean, that doesn't happen all right. the time, but it happens. Oh, absolutely. So you got you so, got you're thinking you got to have passion, and that's kind of what uh, what uh, both of our other artists or all three actually actually said. Like you have to have passion to do it, and, and if you have the passion, you can be successful. If you don't have the passion, you will probably move on to something else. Yeah, you it just feel. won't. It won't even be your fault. You just will realize that it's what you're giving is not worth what you're getting out of it, um, and that's not that's not a failure. That's just a realization. Yep. For sure. Awesome. Right. Well, thanks for talking with us today, Elliot. And uh, good luck on your uh, next film whenever those start back up. Yeah, I, I hope sooner rather than later. All right, students, that wraps up our podcast with Elliot. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a little long, uh, but he says so many stories and so many interesting aspects of what he does. Uh, with this one, don't worry about doing a reflection. Uh, please do make sure this week, though, that you post your work in our Padlet, and we will be starting a new artwork from home next week. <laughs>